You're listening to Lead Through Values, where America's Chief Culture Officer, James Mayhew, helps you create a high-performance workplace by building strong leaders, enhancing communication, and accelerating productivity. And now, here's your host, James Mayhew. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of the Lead Through Values podcast. I'm your host, James Mayhew, and it is a real honor to be here with you today. I'm so appreciative to have you join this podcast uh, and listen in and um, and also to be a participant in this. And thank you so much for the questions that I receive, the feedback, uh, the text messages, just and the phone calls. It's it's awesome. So grateful that you're here. And today I, on episode 45, we're going to do something that I think is very important. And in fact, this might be one of the most important episodes that I've actually recorded. Back all the way in episode 14, I touched briefly on the subject that we're talking about today. Uh, that was a short little podcast, I think about three minutes or so. Um, and it was a series I used to do for video called Jam Sessions. And it was the same topic. Are your core values just words on a wall? And it was a good little introduction to it. But today, I want to really peel it back. I really want to get into the details around why so many companies who have core values are failing to make them real. And that's what leads to them becoming little more than just words on a wall. So here are some examples. I'm just going to start it out. I'm going to share four examples of what I believe are some really great, what I call cultural attributes that I've actually helped my clients discover and define. Here's four, and they're going to sound real similar because this is the convention that I tend to use, um, and it works amazingly well. Here's the first four. I'm just going to share them with you. We build lasting relationships. We find solutions. We care like family. We are at our best when we have fun together. Each of these are from different clients in very different industries. They're simple. They're memorable. They sound good. They feel good. What you're not picking up is how we tied them to performance because we went and defined the actionable expectations for every one of those. I'm not going to share those actionable expectations with you because I want to preserve some confidentiality with my clients. But what I can assure you is that they are visible. You'll be able to see them in action. In other words, what we're doing is we're taking that core value and we're trying to create standards around it. What are the behaviors? What are the expectations? What would you see me acting like? And that visibility makes them measurable because if you can see it, you can evaluate it and you can coach it. So one crucial element of the process of doing this is that we never do this in isolation with just the C-suite or just with the leadership team. I take my clients through this process with a group of high performing people who are widely seen as vital inside that company. And some of them are executives. Some are in management roles. Some are neither, and they just happen to be rock stars in how they work and relate to others. 
So by going through a process like this, we're creating champions and advocates in every part of the company, which helps them not be just a top-down only directive. And that's just the beginning because it's the next phase that we get into that's so essential to ensure that when we make a statement that it doesn't end up as words on a wall. So what I want to do is I want to show you five ways that your core values might be little more than words on a wall. Number one, your values are not mentioned or at best are just afterthoughts in your job postings, your interviews, and your new hire onboarding process. I have always said, and I will fight to the, I will die on the hill on this one. Hiring is the most important responsibility that any or every leader has. And that's because your employees want assurance that you're not hiring someone who's going to be difficult to work with, who has their own agenda, gossips about people, uh, gossips about customers and management, and tears down every good thing. They want, actually maybe even need assurance that you're only going to bring on great teammates. So if you're not screening your applicants through your values, if you're not interviewing through your values, If you're not onboarding new employees through your values, then you're not able to make that promise to your existing employees and your values have become words on a wall. Now, number two, employees don't know how they're doing at their job. This might be due to a number of things. I think the number one thing is it's due to a lack of feedback, which is absolutely essential for engagement. People want to know how they're doing. And high-performance workplaces make feedback an everyday thing. They give feedback in the moment as well as through scheduled progress meetings. You know, by the way, high-performance workplaces also have managers who humbly receive feedback too. And if a manager lacks humility, they are most certainly causing stresses in your company. If you have a core value statement that says, we find solutions, but your managers who don't know to ask employees or refuse to ask employees who are closest to the work for their ideas, for their input and their suggestions, you can be certain that core value has just become a word or a series of words on a wall. Number three. Every high-performance workplace has a high level of accountability. I want you to look at accountability through the lens of this core value example that I gave you earlier. We care like family. On the surface, that sounds difficult to create accountability around a word like care or a word like family. That's why the process that I use gets to the heart of what it means to care like family. It's not exactly an easy thing to do, and sometimes I actually have to flip it over and I ask them, would you be able to tell me that I, would you be able to see and would you be able to tell me when I don't care about others? What would I do? How would I behave? And so when I ask questions like that, I hear things like, well, you'd be selfish, rude. You might not know how you're coming across. You don't listen well. You talk over people. You make people feel small. And I was working with a client literally just this past week on why that value was so important to them. 
and how it's helped them separate themselves from their peers in their industry. Check this out. For them, care has been an essential component to them. They are in the medical device industry. Care has been at the center of who they are. Caring like family has allowed them to innovate a niche product for children that gives them hope for a better future. Don't miss this. Employees who care create lasting impact. It is visible, it is measurable, and it can be taught. And number four, your technology and customer management systems are outdated and inefficient. How many times have you called in and you needed customer service and you get somebody and you've heard, I have to apologize for our wait, Mr. Mayhew, our systems are running so slow today. Now imagine that's what you hear from the customer service department for a tech company such as an IT provider. If your company is in the technology center and your very own systems are causing slowdowns and you have to apologize, kind of covering your ear like, hey, it's not my fault. I'm sorry you're waiting so long. It's a classic example of cognitive dissonance. In other words, you've caused the customer to question the quality of your company and its expertise. If you're an IT provider and your own IT is not good, we're going to question that. It's also a perfect example of how your customer experience gets compromised. Oh, this is, I see this too much. If you have a core value that states we build lasting relationships, but your technology works against that, that core value is words on a wall. Number five, turnover. What an ugly word. Everybody who hears that word that is in a management position or owns a business, it's an ugly word, turnover. It creates so much stress. Just consider these last four examples I've just gave you. Even just one of these will cause employees to be irritated. If you have two or three, well, people are downright frustrated. If you've got all four, here's the thing. When you have these things happening, your best people are going to either be part of the solution or they're going to leave. If they aren't allowed to be part of the solution, if their voices aren't heard, they're going to move on and look for something better. When your core values are just words on a wall, you will have higher turnover. You're, you will struggle to keep talented and smart people for very long. Please understand that discovering and defining your core values isn't something you do in isolation that you don't do it quickly. You don't do it in a leadership team meeting or two to check a box. Please don't do that. Just like in the hiring process, if you shortcut it and you don't have an execution strategy to go along with it, your core values will become words on a wall. One of the most dangerous things that executives can do that negatively impacts your workplace culture is to come up with your core values and then not have a plan or a system that brings them into your day-to-day -day operation. So before you take on this initiative, make sure you understand how easy it is to create unintended consequences around your core values. It's entirely possible that you're actually doing more harm than good, and that's because you didn't have a plan. 
the system that I created is like in its fifth generation. And in doing this with a, a number of different types of businesses and industries and sizes and, and longevity, I've really been able to, to hone in and learn what works well and what doesn't. You know, and I've made and then learned from the 500 mistakes that you can't afford to make. So when I'm working with teams, we, we work together to pinpoint the challenges that you've endured that have led to this shift in your culture that persuaded you to revisit your core values. It's a discovery slash research project. And it is powerful. Remember, your core values are not your company culture. However, they represent the most powerful driver to assure that your workplace culture performs. As always, I invite your responses, your questions, your feedback. I believe that we learn best when we're challenged to think differently. And that's something that you can practice in your company today. And I'm going to leave you with my, my closing words here. Just remember that high performance workplaces are filled with situations where conversations create clarity because clarity produces action and action drives results. I'm James. I'm so glad you're with me. We'll see you next time on Lead Through Values.